Hello, welcome back to Rags to Richness, episode number two. Uh, I don't have a little catchphrase yet, I'm working on it, but if you haven't watched episode one, go watch that one first and come back here. Uh, but today, we're here with Lakin. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Um, but yeah, welcome. Oh, hey, um, I'm Lakin or Lakon, a visual artist, photographer, videographer, painter, everything. Yeah. So, I feel like the list is long, so I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, we'll get to all of it. But yeah. I wanna set the record straight and ask a question mm. Is it Lakon or Lakin? Because I think you introduced <laughs> yourself to me as Lakon, yeah. and then Sonny comes around and says Lakin, and I'm like, oh my gosh, which one is it? So I just choose one depending on whatever my brain um, decides. So on. I grew up as Lakin, but it's spelled Lakon, so I was like, oh, just to help my life, my adult life, I'm gonna just go by Lakon. So Lakon is what so you go by now. So that way people just yeah. Okay, so for my like, bad. It's like Lakon. This is Lakon. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's cool. Well, okay, now I know. So Lakon, Lakon, not Lakin. Right. So did Sonny learn that as Lakin? Yeah, because he knew me for since like high school. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But I don't really care either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Word. But thanks so, for differentiating. Of course. So we're in her lovely bedroom. It's very zen. I mean, y'all can see the art around here. She's a multifaceted creative. And I wanted to have her on just to talk about her story. Because I feel like I don't know much about you. Although we've done a lot of work together. Like, we met, how long ago? Like, a year and a half or something like that? Yes. Um, no, we met for Halloween. Yes. Halloween. Yeah, I threw a Halloween event 2021. Yeah. So, 2022. No, nah, it was no, like 2021. 2021, because I was yeah. bald. And I was yeah. still in college. Yeah. So... Yeah, last year. Yeah, because you were like, then. do you need a photographer? And I was like, okay. Yeah, because I just wanted to come shoot and just, you know. And you did. It was really stuff. cool. But that's how I met you. So as mm -hmm. an event thrower, what's the mm -hmm. word for that? Event organizer? I don't even know. Event organizer? Yeah. Yeah. So you organized a Halloween event. Mm -hmm. It was a party. Yeah, artists perform and all that type of stuff. So tell me about how dope. that kind of came together. Why did you do it? Oh, Why were you bald at the to... time? Why do you have hair now? <laughs> Whatever you want to <laughs> tell us. Um, I threw the Halloween party just to showcase artists. It was originally for, um, I'm not even get that energy. Um, it was for something else and it turned into something more, just having like more artists on, just bringing people together for real. Cause mm -hmm. I like to do that. And, um, it was my first event and it was pretty successful. It was cool. Like, I just like to see everyone come together, have fun, eat food, be safe for the most part so for and it the was, most part yeah. did something happened that night no um we were just in the basement of a church and a few of us snuck up to the top of the church to like take pictures and stuff in the pews so like for one of sam's album covers that's what it was from really yeah for oh that's where those photos came from yeah i remember seeing those yeah that's so that's, funny you can put them on the screen yeah but um that was cool yeah it was cool just everyone came together had a good time vibed I probably need to throw another event ever throw in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And is that one of the first creative things that you've done, or have you always been creative throughout your life? I've always been creative throughout my life, but it wasn't until September 2021 when I saw a Banksy painting. It was a rat holding up a sign that was like, get out while you can. And I was like, mm. I'm out. Because I was pre-med at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, how old were you? Um, 21. Whatever 21. year it is, so, um, that's how old I am. Okay. You were born in 2000? 
Yeah, same. But I was born at the end, December. Uh -huh. So I just made it. Barely. If I was born any other year, I probably wouldn't know what year I was, like what, how old I was. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, if it's past 7-7 seven, seven, and whatever year it is, that's my birthday. Uh, that's so easy to remember. 7-7-0-0, seven, seven, zero, zero, that's fire. So with the event, you know, throwing and stuff like that. So you said mm -hmm. September of 2021 mm -hmm. when you saw that Banksy painting. And Banksy's the spray paint artist, right? Mm -hmm. That uses I like think, no, I took it down. I added some art in here, but yeah. So Banksy's the artist that uses stencils and spray paint, right? Stencils and spray paints, but he also does really good oil. Well, they, because their identity isn't out there, but they also do really good oil paintings too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't even know that. Until oh, true. I forgot. They yeah. didn't even like identify themselves because they do yeah. street art and like graffiti, right? I guess I don't know why I put that in quotes, but they do that. But they're in the UK, right? Mm -hmm. That's super cool. I remember looking into them a while ago and just like really loving like their identity or lack thereof, you know? I thought it was super cool. It's like the Batman of like. I can't wait until art. I get to that level where it's like, yeah. Is that where you want to be? Like, kind of unknown? Do you want to be known for your stuff? that i'm less attached to it because you know as your ego and as you grow you're like oh like i want my face everywhere i want my name everywhere this everywhere but i'm like as long as i'm living off my art and achieving all my goals and being very very successful because i know i will be then that's cool like rick rubin kind of because no one really knew his name until recently and it's like oh he's produced really? this, this and this yeah. Well, I had no idea. So I just found out about Rick Rubin. That's, I knew the, that's that. the thing. You just now found out about Rick Rubin. That's, He's that was been working with these people, been working with all these people, been like, um, started Jeff, Def Jam, record label, all that stuff. So like, I'm okay. I released that ego part of myself where I'm like, I'm okay with being behind the scenes and working with all the people that I am. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. And if I I'm also no not in, like in front of the camera a lot, that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to balance both and learn both definitely mm -hmm. um wait i want to go back to this september 2021 thing so you were pre-med mm -hmm. so up to that point did you have this desire to do art but you were like oh, i don't know if i should really leap into it and what did that come from like you did that come from family like where um more so family because like i wanted to go to a fine arts high school and they were like no mm -hmm. um I wanted to go to art school and they were like, eh, you might be broke though. And mm -hmm. um, like the last conversation I had with my grandma, she was like, oh, how's your art stuff going? I'm like, oh, it's going really well. I'm doing this, this and this. And that's just what I did this week. And the next week I'm doing this, this and this. And she's like, yeah, you know, a lot of artists die poor, right? And I'm like, bro, so they still are like little side comments and stuff. Yeah, here and there. yeah. So that's cool though, because I'm, I'm the first one. It's so, okay. like my entire family has been very creative um, since time. Like all of them have played multiple instruments, um, have drawn, painted, photography, all of that. But none of them have actually pursued it. I'm the first exactly. one to actually pursue that shit. So, so art runs in the family. Oh, man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, nah, sure. be yourself. I want you to be comfortable. Okay. So art ran in your family, but it was never taken seriously like you could pursue it as a career no do you think that's just because let me just ask you why you think that is i think it's society and everyone not really believing in themselves in full because mm -hmm. i talked a little bit with my grandma the last time i spoke to her about being an artist and i'm like yeah you know artists were super sensitive and so she's like yeah i used to be like that I'm like oh 
country like that anymore because I feel like well not feel like I know everybody is an artist and a creative at the end of the day like all kids are creative but what changes from being a kid to adulthood you know that part so yeah what do you think changes from childhood to becoming an adult well I mean education stuff education isn't for well, school. School isn't for education. It's for institutionalizing kids. So, mm, yeah. Say that two more times. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. Like, um, even Pablo Picasso, horrible man, but great artist, was like, yeah, it's better. To, I think you have to, like, learn how to create like a child, but unlearn how to create like an adult. I'm probably misquoting that or adding a few words, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's uh, what Rick Rubin talks about in his mm. book, too. Did you get it? No, I'm surprised. I was just, just going to wait for you to finish it and ask for it. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I was supposed to give it to you. Bro, I have not been reading that. Bro, it's cool. I've been trying to... I finished How to um, influence, how to Speak to People. Bro, I haven't even finished that book. Oh. Bro, you crazy. That's crazy. That's a really good... How, what did, how did you feel about that book? It was good. And then towards the end, I think like the leadership part, my brain just kind of tuned out. Was Bro, like, okay. I thought it was just me. Yeah, was That's like, why I haven't finished it yet. Because it's just like, uh, okay. Because I feel like it's a lot of information to, yeah, really, really repetitive, but I feel like it was so much information to process, and also on top of that, it's like, uh, I'm not probably going to use this, to be honest, like some of the stuff where it's like, incite competition to be a good leader, like. Yeah, facts, I was like, "Mm, Probably not, yeah. But it is from 1937, so yeah. Yeah, it's old. It's really old, and they've done new versions and stuff like that, but that's cool. I'm glad that you finished it at the very least. Um, I might not ever finish that part. We'll see. But, but Rick Rubin's book. So he talks about like letting creativity just flow mm-hmm. and like us being conduits for creativity. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a crazy way to think about it because I feel like, so I'm a, a Christian. So like thinking about God and like how he like his love flows through us and how we treat people, mm-hmm. that was very like synonymous to me, right? Um, and I feel like regardless of what you believe in terms of religion, like that idea of like an energy of something that flows through you to create makes mm-hmm. sense to a lot of people. Um, so I thought that was that was really cool. And that sounds like what you were talking about with how Picasso thought as well, like being a child, mm-hmm. getting back to that childlike creativity. That's something that he talks about, too. Um, like when we go from kids to adults, like you said, we get institutionalized, which... Yeah is another way to say you get locked into the matrix right yeah of like just how like it's people like, are supposed class, to da, yeah da, 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 da. exactly stop making noise exactly. stop singing it's like and order is important right like order is important for a society to be able to function mm, but it can also be discipline a prison yeah. you said discipline what discipline discipline is important you're saying yeah hmm. i think i was thinking on the way here like the difference between discipline and self-discipline. Mm. Uh, I was talking to my friend yesterday at dinner, and they were saying how they thought they were really disciplined mm. until they got older, and like now they're not under their parents' you know, household and stuff like that. And we're just talking about stuff we're dealing with and how we're trying to be more self-disciplined. Mm. And I realized that like as a kid, I was disciplined because I was in the structure of my parents and school and all that. Now that I'm an adult, I don't do all that stuff anymore, even do things that are as... Yeah, so that's self-discipline. So I'm trying to get better at the self-discipline mm. piece of stuff. But um, You feel like self-discipline helps your creativity, though? It helps me make money, <laughs> which is what we need to do at the end of the day, right? 
um, being a business owner, like being self-disciplined is important. But as far as just the creativity portion, yeah, actually, yeah. Like for making beats, that's something that I just do for fun. And like, I'm trying to write more and rap more. Um, And I get really- You are writing more and rapping more. Bro, so wait, that's crazy that you said that. I'm reading, you read Atomic Habits, right? I think you said you did. I'm actually reading it right now. Okay. Where it's like, I'm I'm literally in chapter three or four, where it's like, I've been, I always correct people if that space is given, but Mm -hmm. um, with Atomic Habits, I think the problem number one, where it's like winners and losers have the same goal. I just had to close my phone and be like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, damn, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. But um, just unlearning, like, because, like, I have goals written somewhere over there. I have goals written in, like, a whole bunch of books over here. And it's not about the goals. It's about what you do every single day. Right. And um, habits create freedom. I was like, oh. Because yeah. um, I'm someone that is very spontaneous. I'm, I've always been like, I don't like structure. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So working over 60 hours a week has been kind of difficult because that makes me structure all my stuff on the weekends Mm -hmm. but it actually helps everything flow a lot better and i have a lot more time to myself so i don't know even though you're working 60 hour weeks yeah because i don't um instead of allocating a lot of time to my friends or other stuff i'll be after working i come home and i'm just by myself yeah because i I don't have a partner or anything i'm single Mm -hmm. um and I have a lot more time with my family. I spend every Sunday evening with them. So, like, that space, too. The more structured, it's, like, better for my life. Mm-hmm. When I was so against it for 22 years. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Like, I, I read that part of the book, and then I went to sleep. I didn't even finish that chapter. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm becoming a reader. We'll say that. Like, I'm not trying to get better at reading, but I'm becoming a reader, right? And I remember that part before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, have you finished the book? No, no. I'm on like chapter two. So you're further than me. Like the books that I recommended to you, I probably read the first two chapters and I was like, you gotta read these because they're great. And then mm-hmm. I stopped. Well, um, so. on set, if we're like not doing anything, if you can, um, free game by the way, if you just want to look up any book and then look up free PDF, it's online. I do that all the time. Yeah. I just like having a physical book so I can like write and stuff Me in too. it. But I feel like that's more convenient. It's having yeah, because I can't whip out an entire book on set. They're going to be like, you're not doing your job. I'm like, right. I'm doing my job on my phone though. That makes no sense. But yeah. yeah. But I guess we're used to seeing people on their phones. But okay, wait. So let's go back to the beginning. I totally forgot to ask you the question that I'm going to ask everybody. What does that phrase mean to you? Rags to richness, right? We just got into it. We were just going, talking about books and stuff. Rags to richness. Okay. Yeah, but Rags to Richness is about wealth as a whole, is what I'm learning. And um, don't get me wrong about my money, and I am very financially blessed and stable and abundant. But being abundant and wealthy and rich is is about all those other things as well that people don't think about. Because people are so money crazy or materialistic that they just want to focus on that instead of the stuff that will eventually bring them that wealth. Because when you just focus on money and give it that energy and that energy and that energy, it's not going to flow to you Like if you're so worried about it. So, yeah, I think richness is about the richness of life and the beauty of life, like coming home and petting my cat. 
is probably going to be way happier than coming home to some empty ass mansion so mm. yeah i feel like my life is pretty rich as it is and i only get richer yeah yeah do you want to host the podcast from now on okay. okay that's like the whole point of the podcast okay. like the first few sentences you said about like not just financial wellness but emotional, spiritual, physical, personal. <gasps> There's the other cat. <gasps> oh my gosh. Y'all, we have so many cats around here. They're there's running around two. and there's they're just, just I know, but it feels like a whole family of cats. I, yeah, that's the whole point of this podcast is mm-hmm. to tell people stories like you in hopes that people will not just reach financial wellness in their creative entrepreneurship journey, mm-hmm. but all of the other things, yeah. personal, spiritual, you know, emotional, physical everything so it's just reorienting people's minds and reorienting your own mind because you can only lead by example yeah so like if you know you're over here like oh, i'm getting this money i'm getting that money <laughs> like, like, i hate that shit you know the it's so cringe it. yeah bro <laughs> down the arm and like yeah you niggas not getting the like you need like all right bro the thing right. is i know people like that and so i'm like cringe. you're homeless like <laughs> Call them out. Drop uh, name. No. Drop name. No. But I'm gonna put the ad on the screen. Go ahead, spell it out real quick. No. No, don't do that. I don't. But, I don't talk down on people. Yeah, but. Cause that's not rich mindset. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. No, I actually don't talk down on people. Cause I'm like, even if someone does me dirty, maybe I'll speak on my experience. But even then, I'll like speak on it once or twice and just let it go. Cause mm-hmm. if you're like that, you like that. It's cool. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it. Um, I want to talk more about your artistry stuff. Like, obviously, we're in your studio, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. paintings everywhere, photography, all of that, right? So, how did you get started with photography, with painting? Which one started first? Um, painting. Okay. And so, how did you get started with that? I, I've always painted. I've always identified as a painter. Um, I actually just went to Kennesaw for paint and draw, drawing and painting, whichever one, for a fine arts degree. Um, did not graduate. My professor last semester was like, yeah, girl, why are you here? And drop out. You're already doing what you want to do. And I was like, damn. Because um, he was like, you're always coming to class late. You're not like finishing your work. Da, da, da. You're not like putting your energy into this work. I'm like, yeah, but I'm doing this and you want me to do this. And I just felt like it was very limiting, even though I have really, really great professors that would give me some creative freedom i would just be like bro this is not what i want to do like i want to be doing all this shit you just want me to do this which i understand and um i always think there's you always have room to grow and there's more to learn so i did want to go and learn more like technical skills and this and that but i knew i wasn't in the right place i was like so depressed going there Mm. so what made you want to go back to art school after coming out of Pre-med well, I was in school. pre-med at Kennesaw, and I was like, okay, well, let me at least get a fucking degree. Because oh, so you just switched into art. Yeah, I just switched okay. into art. Um, because I've been going to college since 16, mm-hmm. and I don't have a degree, and I'm 22. Damn. Yeah. You've been going since 16? Mm-hmm. You genius? No. So it's you e- went from It's high easier school? than AP. So you did high school, and then you went straight to college? Like, at 16, no, I did college. Or you did dual I did dual enrollment. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, dang, you graduated at 16? No. That's crazy. I could have graduated at 14, but they didn't let me know. Bro, what? They didn't let me know. No, oh, a little flex. A little no. Flex. Oh, my God. You could have graduated high school at 14. No, no, no. 17. Did I misspeak? You said 14. Okay. I'm I was 17. like, bro, what? That's crazy. No, that's crazy. No. Um, but I feel like academic intelligence doesn't translate to a lot of worldly 
things nah. that you need to learn. So nah. I don't think it's like a flex or anything. It's like I know how to read and spit shit out on a test. Okay, cool. That's yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're conditioned to do: take tests and do things in a time crunch. But um. And then, what was the original question? How did art, you get into painting? Art, paint. So you went to school, and then you left school. I left school last were, semester. I do want to go it. back though. Okay. I do want to go back though, just to have a degree under my belt. People mm-hmm. like paper. It is what it is. Um, and also just like a little bit out of spite because they're like, "You're not gonna graduate." <laughs> I'm like, mm, "I graduated though." So yeah. Um, that'll happen when it happens though. I'm so. thinking of going back and getting something like photography or film though, but I don't want to so go. Not probably not even though i do love painting um i do i will host a solo show this year so drawing and painting has been there most of my life because it's the easiest medium like you're just with the thing you draw you paint Mm -hmm. um and then i just randomly picked up a like early 2000s little digital cameras Mm -hmm. and i would just go out and about and like take pictures and stuff and then um one of my well I don't want to say one of my people, but he's a really dope photographer in Atlanta. He was like, yeah, this is the best female photographer in Atlanta. I'm like, bro, I'm just walking around with like this 2006, like really, really bad camera. But, and when was uh, it? When did this happen? Um, I want to say last year, okay. like spring, summer last year. And you, so you left school 2021. No, no, no. I left school last year, end of last year, 2022. Oh, so this is really yeah. recent. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but like when you're on the right path, everything just oh yeah, fall, absolutely falls in place. So, so pre med was 2021, yeah, and then last year at the end of 2022, your professor was like, "Yeah, just go and do your own thing because you're doing well." Yeah, and that was and the second professor time, to say that too. So I was like, oh, oh, so that, yeah, I you really, like, need, I really need to go. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like the first time you said it either. The first time you heard it, were you like, "Okay, like I'll think about it," was or was like, it like, "Nah," like I was I need like, to say. I was like, "You have a point, and you're very valid," because I think school is built for certain people. I'm not a school person. Like, I love learning. Don't get me wrong. I still, like, I still learn. I still make homework for myself. I still, like, sit and learn and do stuff. But, uh, no. It's just. That structure is not for you. That's the thing that I'm seeing. Like, structure, like, or just Because also, like, oh, you have to sit down and create for three hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not built like that. I want to create at 3 a.m., you know. (laughs) Or I want to sit down and meditate first and. Mm and pray and write stuff out and then go and paint but like right. in school you don't have that it's like okay you have to sit down and paint for three hours yada yada blah 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 and it's like that's not that's not what i want to do that's yeah. not how i work so so after that first professor said that you were like okay like that kind of sounds reasonable but when yeah. the second one said it were you like all right like yeah because the second one up. that was the second class that i had with him so he knew me a little bit better mm-hmm. and was like Bruh, no i'm like yeah you're right my bad and there were two separate people Two separate professors, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So how long did it take you after they told you that to be like, all right, I'm leaving? Well, he was like, um, basically, he was like, you're going to fail the course. Like, you haven't been here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, is there anything I can do? And he was like, well, yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to get like a C, basically. But but to me, that's failing. So, um I could be wrong. I could have already been failing. I'm not too sure. But my attendance wasn't it. But, um, and then he was like, well, you can still come back to class and learn. Like, I'm not, you like, 
I'm not gonna make you not come back to class and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even if you um, drop out of class, you're still you're still welcome to come. And I was like, okay. I did not show it past that. <laughs> I'd really because because it was so crazy how um, I worked basically Monday Monday Wednesday Friday Saturday Sunday and I had classes Tuesday and Thursday, and then all of these creative opportunities just kept on popping up on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and Thursdays. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going back. So yeah. yeah. So it was like a natural transition. Like you just weren't spending a lot of time in the classroom because you had a lot of outside of classroom mm-hmm. opportunities. What were those opportunities? Were people hitting you up for like shoots or like to paint things or for events? Like what? What are those? Um, like? kind of all of the all of the above. Like I think one of the shoots I met you with at school shoot. That was one of the days, but I think that was the year beforehand, was it? I think that was 2021, so. Yeah, it, it might have been 2022. It just happened it to fall on a beginning. school day, and that was when I started to be like, all right, uh, so. But I know when you close doors, opportunities do open, and right now I work in film, and I was like, all right, God, if you want me to just work in film or take this other route, get me a film job, and I won't go back to school next semester. And I got a film <laughs> job. <laughs> I was That's like, okay. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm pretty grateful. That's what I wanted to ask you about. What is that job like? I was trying to resist asking you before we started recording because I wanted to hear about it on camera. But um, like, who are you working for? Like, what do you do every day? Like, what is um, Skydance and the code name is Zoltar. It's season two. Um, Skydance, that sounds familiar. Skydance Productions, yeah. But um, it's pretty cool. Um, it's like a rom com. It's but cool. you can't talk about like what it is yet. Not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, not like not to this it, extent, but yeah. Yeah. But um. Can you talk about like what your role is on set? I'm COVID, so basically I'm like put your mask on or doing COVID tests or stuff. Like that's what I'm about Dang, to go so do. That's all day. still like highly regulated on set. Yeah, for this one. But um, goal is to get out of COVID, and I already have those con- basically like just there to build connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. So right now I already have connections to like the art department, to the set decoration department, to um, set deck, to being a set PA, to be, like I already got all these people's phone numbers and stuff and it's just now March. I've only been working there for two months so right. it feels pretty good. Yeah. I've only been on set for a couple days too. So for those people to also recognize my face and know my mm-hmm. face and know my name, that's cool. That's so cool. yeah, but goal is camera department. So yeah. yeah. So I know camera, I don't know too much about like all the different roles mm-hmm. in film, although I do work in film. I just know the ones that I need to know to do what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So camera department is like DP, mm-hmm. AC, like all What's that AC? stuff, right? Assistant camera. Yeah, like assistant camera, camera utility. Yeah, camera utility, camera loader. Um, basically like loading and unloading things from the truck and doing mm-hmm. the operation stuff. The, the, um, the lens operator. So like, there's a difference between being the camera operator and the person that operates the lens. I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah. So the person so that's that is literally the on does, set. Right? No. The focus puller, right? No. There's a lens operator. Really? And there's a camera assist, yeah. Really? So there's someone on set, like, um, looking at the scene and, like, adjusting the lens. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So what, do they, like, adjust the aperture and all that stuff, depending on what the director wants? Mm-hmm. And then there's someone that pulls focus. Like there's two separate people for that? No, the aperture and the lens person is the same. So the person that adjusts the lens, they're adjusting focus for the lens? Mm. I thought that was the first AC. I might be wrong. I don't know. But 
I that's how it is on, on my set official, too. Official, official film set. Well, that's so how it is on um, our set, but yeah. But I also just started working on set, so I don't know absolutely everything. Yeah. Also, thank you for accommodating for all the cat hair. It comes no, I have with a, it, bro. Like, my dog sheds like a cat. Okay. It's ridiculous. So I'm used to it. I didn't even think anything. You just it, meant for the camera, bro. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, um, goal is camera. They started at like. So. Why you whisper that? Hey, say it loud and proud. <laughs> say it proud. But um, I don't know. I don't want these people to know what my pockets look like. But hey. big. I'll just cut it out. Big. I'll cut it out. That's all that matters. So that's where you want to be. So what do you have to do to get there? Um, just start as camera utility, join the camera union and local six hundred if you're interested in film. And um, I want to bring other people on because people are like, oh, you work in film? Like, I'm trying to get a film job. So mm-hmm. I want to bring my brother on. He's He loves movies. He has a really good eye. And he's kind of like 19. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So <laughs> I'm like, you should work in film. So yeah. I'm trying to bring him on. And um, my other friend just hit me up. It's like, you keep on posting this set shit. Can you bring me on? So that's dope. But I just now got into it. I'm very much entry level, and I'm very, very, very grateful and blessed for where I'm at. Like, very grateful. I think about it at least once a day. I'm like, what the fuck? That's my job. Yeah, so that's so cool. Yeah, because um, honestly, COVID isn't really a thing on a lot of sets. Like, they'll have a COVID department, but they don't have any PAs like my set does. So I'm very blessed right now. Because my other friend is working on BMFs using and um he's like yeah there's no covid pas we test once a week <laughs> but we test three times a week yeah yeah that's Dang. cool yeah i guess that's good you know and every safe. day for um background actors yeah very cool so you have to get into the union you said mm-hmm. to start working in the camera department well for union jobs yeah but and why are union jobs so important because i was i was trying to figure out rates for like DPs and directing and stuff, so I know how much to charge for people that I'm, you know, shooting for. Mm-hmm. But I've seen online that some people say like the union pay is a little different than like independent and stuff. So why is the union important for some of this film work? So working like, um, film, film versus more like independent stuff. What you're doing, mm-hmm. it's a lot better to be protected because say you hire me as a DP, and then we have this agreement, do the contracts, yada yada yada, blah 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 and you don't pay me or you don't treat me right or something no one is there to protect me other than myself so the union basically does all of that make sure i get to pay well make mm-hmm. sure that i get a job make sure that i'm treated well or if any harassment or weird shit's going on then i can also report to that union that's it and, and that just allows of. you to work and just yeah. focus on the job and then they handle yeah. all the other like yeah business or not so getting me a job so yeah, so they that's also cool. get you jobs yeah Gotcha. So is that hard to get into them? Like, you have to apply? Like, how does that um, work? So I have to go and see about the application process, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty excited. They just take a little bit of your paycheck, but you get paid so fucking much, it doesn't matter, to yeah. be honest. That's <laughs> awesome. But yeah. That's really cool. So what is the, the timeline for that? Like, is that something you can do, like, soon? Or is that, like, you got to work for the next, like... Within the next year, I would love to just go ahead and do that mm-hmm. and be on set as a camera utility and then um mingle is dp but on the set that i'm on there's a 26 year old woman that's a dp mm. <laughs> i can do that shit yeah so. absolutely yeah. i just i've always wondered how you get into those like 
high budget film role. The universe just fucking works and puts yeah. everything together. Cause yeah. even this job is just like how I got this job yeah. and everything that transpired for it. Right. Cause I got into a car accident and got close to this dude. Cause I pulled up to a music video shoot, got into a car accident. And this dude was like, I feel so bad cause you pulled up to my shoot. Da, 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 da. And I was like, it's cool. And then I have this film job out of it. Mm. Yeah. Cause I got close to him. Yeah. Oh, so he gave you the job or like connected you oh, to it? Oh, connect me to it. Shout out to Ishmael. Love you. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, everything. I definitely believe everything happens for a reason. Very much so. Oh, and if yeah. you like always keep that positive mindset, obviously don't be toxic. Because there's the difference between like being genuinely positive and being toxic positivity. Yeah. Like, um, I'm having a bad day. Oh, just like smile bro everything's fine like yeah yeah i had to unlearn that because you know yeah some people you know you just need to feel and express and people just need to get shit out right so, including yourself yeah yeah how do you keep that mindset um it was very much learned over time but i maintain it through being real with myself and having a lot of reality checks um writing every day so really being into myself, writing like out my thoughts and my feelings, yeah. Um, eliminating distractions and stuff. Like I don't smoke, I don't drink. Currently celibate and single. So I'm just genuinely by myself right now. But that's mm -hmm. the period of time that I'm in right now. Um, How do you stay disciplined with that? Like that's self-discipline. Like none of that stuff. And then just being very introspective and in tune with yourself. Is that hard to do? No, I thought it was, though, because I really resisted it for a while, even though um, it was, like, been time for me to do that, but not really. I mean, I'll go out, and I'm like, oh, I was drinking. I miss drinking, or, like, I'll look at someone smoking a J in front of me, like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but um, I know that in the future I will, so I'm not super worried about it. Like, yeah. if I can just stay self-disciplined right now. And self-discipline is being able to say no. Like, right. if I'm not able to say no, then... I don't have control over myself. Right. But um, the positivity, meditating helps. I'm just now starting to meditate or being a, someone that meditates. Um, yeah, affirmations and stuff. Also accepting the flow of everything. Because if you just, um, I read this book called The Lazy Man's Guide to Enlightenment but <laughs> sounds that, like my kind of book yeah um i found it in like asheville north carolina one of those free book things mm -hmm. i was like all right it's, it was meant to be type b but um <laughs> but yeah um it was cool and the main thing i got of that was no resistance like i want to tattoo some of that says no resistance mm -hmm. and if you just don't resist anything at all it's okay like everything will be fine like um Losing friendships. Sometimes mm -hmm. you grow out of friendships or sometimes something happens where it's like, like personally, I don't take disrespect. So say something disrespectful happens and nothing's resolved or um, there's no like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. or like, hey, I love you, man. That wasn't the intent, yada, yada, yada. Then I no resistance. I let it go. It's okay. It, yes, it hurts. Yes, it doesn't feel good. But that's just like one example. There's um, no resistance to anything, really. That really helps my positivity. Yeah. And was that something that, like, once you read the book, you just started doing immediately? Or was that something that you had to build implement, over time? Implement and build and learn and still learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, like, um, how I said I'm in this period of, like, being by myself. 
sometimes I get lonely as fuck. Like literally yeah. yesterday, I'm just like, oh, I'm just by myself. I know I have like multiple friends I can text and reach out and call, but it does, yeah. Sometimes you just have to accept everything that comes and all the feelings and stuff and just be like, all right, cool. I know in the end, like God got me, so I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. And why are you doing all this? Like, did you feel like you went too far with certain things? You were like, ah, like I gotta Bro, chill. I was smoking like an eighth a day. I don't even know how much that is. 3.5. I don't know, none, none of that. Like, can I get a visual? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good amount. So was there like something that happened or like Oh I had a like, dream. Oh, this shoot, lady like, was like, You need to stop smoking weed. I was like, All right, that's God. Oh snap. Yeah. Do you and dream then, like that? Yeah. So it's normal for you to have dreams, but do you have a dream journal? No, I have oh. a dream book. I definitely recommend this. I don't dream. What does that mean? Um do you drink caffeine? No. Do you you don't dream at all? Barely. Like, I'll oh, so that's I think, really weird. I think I just, like, I might be a robot, low-key. <laughs> nah, I think I just, I know there's two different types of sleep. There's, like, the deep sleep. You and should then REM like, sleep every day if you sleep for four hours. I sleep, I get enough sleep, for mm -hmm. sure. But I think, like, when you're, so if I sleep for a long time and then I wake up and go back to sleep, I'll dream then. But I don't dream, like, during the deep sleep like if i sleep like last night i don't remember anything maybe i do dream i just forget i actually do i do dream i think i just forget them really really fast so to start remembering your dreams just keep a dream journal by your bed and like write down or like in your notes app if you check your phone mm -hmm. every morning like just quickly jot down something or like just um remember one thing and think about it in your head and then Sometimes you'll remember one thing and then everything else will, like, start to fill back in. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, my girl will call me, like, in the morning and be like, I got to tell you about my dream. <laughs> like, almost, not almost every morning, but, like, multiple times a week. So, I'm like, dang, like, you remember all of your stuff, but I don't really remember my dreams like that. Yeah. Maybe because I'm, like, so, like, focused on what I have to do for the day as soon as I get up, so maybe I forget, but. Pay attention to your whole day, though, when you're asleep and awake. Yeah. Maybe I need to be more present. Instead of like focusing on what the next thing is, what I have to do. But it sounds like you're very in tune with yourself, at least right now. That's yeah. what it looks like on the outside. Right now, and I'm learning to be, for sure. There's always room and opportunity for growth. So, yeah. What a humble answer. That's someone who's in tune with themselves would say that. <laughs> so, is this something recent, or have you always been pretty introspective? Um, I've always been pretty introspective, but I feel like it was out of a place of ego where it's like, how can I be better so people can like me? Mm, yeah. Pause. <laughs> Let that sink in. Yeah. You just like stabbed me in the chest <laughs> with that, bro. Yeah. What was the turning point for that? Like, like was that a, another situation where someone said something to you or like something happened? You're like, ooh, like let me work on this. No, or has I it mean, been a I've always been like, like spiritual and stuff. I, I won't use quotation marks, my bad. But spiritual and stuff, even since like. 11 12 13 watching the spiritual people on youtube and being like wow the law of attraction i don't know <laughs> shit about law of attraction on 12. so you didn't grow up religious i did grow up religious okay but i knew very early on that christianity wasn't really my thing gotcha. um especially with how christianity was presented to me because it's like oh you need to do this this and this so you mm -hmm. can get into heaven 
Yeah. Like that yeah, seems that's very... Which is actually not even what it really is. It's not. That's just it's like about what love. people... Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's about, about love. love. It's about service at the end of the day. It's so. about acceptance before you do anything. Which, like, is a lot of the other religions' belief as well. Mm. Not a lot of them. I won't even say that. Let me not generalize. I do that all the time. But I think that's a common misconception because mm. that's what people in the church, like, push. But that's not it at all. It's if you believe, then you act a certain way, which yeah. is a spiritual belief. It's very metaphysical. And it's, mm-hmm. I've read a couple books about that. And it's cool to see that, like, that's a common theme in just spirituality in general and not mm-hmm. something that's exclusive to Christianity. But I definitely understand that, like, feeling like you have to earn love and stuff like that. That's, or like, oh, I can great. do anything I want to because I'll just be forgiven. No, that's so backwards. Yeah, that's people that are that don't understand it. But so back to like you being introspective and spiritual and stuff. That's mm-hmm. something that like you learned around like 12, 13, 14. You were like watching these YouTube on. videos and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Pretty early on. But um, I realized that everything I've been learning has been compounding. So sometimes I'll be frustrated with myself. I'm like, why can't I just sit down for five minutes and meditate? Why can't I just sit down for? 10 or 15 minutes and meditate like it takes me so long to just sit down and quiet my mind and focus mm-hmm. but i realized like oh it's because i haven't been doing it for like i'm just now doing it yeah um oh it's because i haven't been doing it for weeks or months or years so everything compounds and you slowly get to learn things so that's something i'm learning as well and being more introspective not out of ego but out of service mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, like, we're all just here to make sure each other are okay. I love that service piece. That's something that I've been thinking a lot about. Yeah, and also tying back to the creativity thing you said earlier about creativity being an entity outside of yourself. When you take your ego outside of your creativity as well, I feel like your creativity is more pure and just better in general. Because I don't view my creativity as like, oh, I put myself into this piece. I put, like my ego is attached to this piece um once i put this piece of like art out then people should resonate with it and it's because it's about me like no it's about how you relate to it or how you view it or how like how it makes you feel like how can it serve you not how can mm. you serve me or my ego mm. so detaching from that too detaching from that too is pretty pretty rough yeah. Because we got big egos. Facts. Especially if you're like, I make good art, da 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 da. Right. So, and having a healthy ego as well. Yeah, I think that is so dope that you said that. That yeah. I think summarizes what I'm aspiring toward with my stuff. It is takes it time too. And once oh, you yeah. get to one level, there's like 20 more. Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the service piece is so, so important. Like, I think using your art and just everything that you are to serve other people, if everyone had that mindset, then the world would be a way better place. But a lot of us are selfish and we're focused and just do things for ourselves. So that in turn hurts people and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's so important. How do you feel like you serve with your art? This podcast is an example of like trying to tell other people's stories to help other people. Um, especially us, like people like us that didn't go the traditional route. I mean, I went the traditional route, but now I'm like, I'm only 22. We're young, right? So we have a lot of life to go. So there's no roadmap to this, right? That's what I kind of been saying for this whole thing is like, we have to figure it out. And there's no roadmap to, to life in general. So 
if I can just tell other people's stories and put it on the internet for free for people to like look at and maybe find some of themselves in or find encouragement or learn something from, mm-hmm. then I find that a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. And I get a lot from these conversations too. Like I learn a lot, mm-hmm. relate to people, all that type of stuff. So um, not only does it like, it serves me, but it, it, I'm hoping that it serves everyone that watches in a tiny way. It might even just be like, someone laughs at something and they mm-hmm. feel a little bit better in that moment. Like that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. All the way up to people who have big life revelations and maybe like, I don't know, quit their job because they saw me do it. And they're like, I've been waiting for like the confirmation to do this and this was it, you know? So, I mean, that's a small example, but yeah. like, I want my whole life to be that, to serve people, whether it's one person directly or a big group of people. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think it's great that you said that. And I think you said it more eloquently than I could have said it. But, um, yeah, that's fire. Okay, cool. I feel like if your intent's always good, then the right people and energy will always come, for sure. Yeah. Because I've definitely been in some spaces where I'm like, oh, these people think like me, or um, I'm in the right place, I'm in the right spaces, but it was just supposed to be a lesson, ultimately. So, Mm. detachment. Attachment, detachment. Yeah. I'm very grateful for it though, in the end. Because sure. everything's working for me, not against me. Exactly. I think something that's so interesting to me is like when I grew up Christian, like I always thought like Christianity's like the only thing, right? Like this is the right thing. But as I get older and I'm more open to stuff, like all this stuff you're saying is stuff that I believe as a Christian. Like everything working for my good, like that's a Bible verse. Yeah. So I think it's cool, it's not, like. It's, not, it's all the same thing. Yeah, like if we stop focusing on the differences and start thinking about like how we relate, I feel like that's another way that we could all connect and stop like, you know, fighting each other. And I'm not the first person to say this. People have been saying this since before I was born, but yeah. it's now starting to click for me personally. And I think that's really cool to see, you know? What's it, um, what do you feel like your goal is? Sorry, whoa, I'm whoa, interviewing. Whoa. I'm interviewing. Don't ask me questions. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, I'll start with like my goal. My goal personally with my art and my artistry and everything I'm doing as a whole is to connect people and to... You're incredible at that. Oh, thank you. Incredible, bro. Thank you. Like, it's like, it just comes naturally. I don't know if it does or not, but that's what it looks like on the outside. Like from when it, I met you. It feels like it does sometimes, but um, but sometimes it feels like, I don't know. I'm learning to take my ego out of it more and more because I'm like, oh, well... What about me and sometimes in certain situations yeah i'm like but um not bad to cut you off no that's question no you're just clarifying good communication <laughs> but um like when my goal with my art is to communicate and make sure that everyone feels seen heard felt and knows that they're a part of a bigger whole that we're all mm-hmm. the same person at the end of the day we're all we all have the same feeling we all have the same things and even if not every single, that's how you feel? Theo agrees. Yeah. But yeah, my goal with my art is to, um, she's so funny. My goal with my art is to just really connect people, make people feel seen and heard and felt. And, and being like how you're saying in service to other people, it's not about me at the end of the day. Even though it's a part of my soul, a piece of me in that art, it's not about me especially once you put art on social media put it out into the world Mm -hmm. so connecting and making sure that people feel felt 
Um, and I wanted to ask, like, what piece of art might not resonate with you in this room? Yeah. I was waiting for you to ask that question. Mm-hmm. There she goes. She's scared. Um, I just want to say real quick, the conduit piece mm-hmm. is important, too. I know we touched on that earlier. Like, Rick Rubin talked about it. Kanye. We can bleep his name out. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye. Bleep it again. Bleep uh, it, but, like, his face over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But there was a clip of Kanye talking about that, and he just basically said that we're conduits for that. So mm-hmm. I think that also helps you take your ego out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier about how, like, it's not about us and, like, serving our ego, but about serving other people with it. And if we think of it as, like, the idea is not even ours to begin with and that we're just the vessel through which it flows, mm-hmm. and I feel like that helps us detach ourselves and not feel a certain way when people don't like it mm-hmm. and not feel too good about it when people do like it, you know? Just to be humble and very grounded with it. And also realizing that ideas are living things. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's too deep. No, I like that. I've had an idea or thought of something or written it down, but I haven't acted on it. And then I see somebody in my circle do the same thing that I wrote word for word. I'm like, how did you know? But I'm just um, more so grateful that the idea was done so bro you are in such a great you're gonna love this rick rubin book i might just give it to you because i'm not reading it right now and then i'll just bring it i'll take it back when i'm when you're finished but i think you'll love it like he says that almost word for word that's crazy that you said that but sometimes i'll just like give people ideas because i'm like i have a lot of ideas all the time and i'm very grateful for it but i can't implement every single idea or also choosing a medium for an idea but that's a whole conversation because since I'm so blessed to be able to express ideas through so many different mediums, like from painting to photography to everything. Um, Sometimes I'll get an idea and I'll be like, all right, what, this idea is really good, but like, how am I supposed to express it? Is this supposed to be a written story? Is this supposed to be a painting? Is this supposed to be a song? Or is this supposed to be a, like an experience, like an event or something that I'm supposed to. Um, How do you figure that out? How do you decide? Um, I'll feel it out for a minute and really sit with it. Um, and it depends on how the idea comes, like if it comes more visual, you know how like you'll just get a flash of something mm-hmm. visual in your head and you're like, that's probably a painting or a drawing or a piece of photography or videography. But, um, or if it's just an idea, like a word, then I'm like, all right, well, can I throw it on a t-shirt? Can I write a poem about it? Can I like just kind of feeling everything out? And sometimes it's multiple things. Um, like, and sometimes you expand upon ideas that other people give you. So I met with this girl, Genesis, love that girl to death for the first time last year. And um, within our first conversation we had, she was like, well, how, how can I relax in love? And then I just took that and turned it into how can I approach with love and just apply that to like everything. Like, how can I approach this conversation with love and be within a loving vibration? How can I approach myself with love when I'm not feeling too great? How can I approach situations and spaces and work with love? Like, sometimes I don't want to go to, well, I'm grateful to go to work, but like, I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. Sometimes I don't want to, go to work until 2 a.m. sometimes it's like how can i approach that with love and gratitude instead of you know 
So thinking about that, I'm like, all right, well, how do I apply that idea to something? Or, yeah. And then sometimes um, a lot of ideas can go into one piece as well. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like, say that piece of there has a whole bunch of words and stuff. Or this one has a whole bunch. This isn't finished, but like this has a whole bunch of words. It's like sometimes things just free flow. So, yeah. yeah. Ideas are living beings. I'm very grateful to be a conduit for them, bro. Obviously, being spiritual is really important and influences your art a lot. What would you say to someone who's like, I don't really understand all this spiritual stuff. Um, it doesn't make that much sense to me. But... I see how it's helping you. Like, what value do you think thinking a little more spiritually could provide to people? Mm. We, I mean, it's been said before by multiple people, but we're not human beings like having a spiritual experience or like supposed to be spiritual or something. We're inherently spiritual. Mm -hmm. We're just put in these little flesh bodies and then learn whatever we have to learn or whatever we have to do at a certain time, um, learning to be spiritual, like going back to ourselves, because that's our true essence and our true nature at the end of the day. You know, think of, like, look outside. The trees are spiritual inherently. The cats are spiritual inherently. We're spiritual inherently. So I feel like the more that you're disconnected from yourself, the less spiritual that you are. And I know that being spiritual isn't for... Like, my version isn't for every single person, mm -hmm. but it's also holding space for yourself and being more connected to yourself through, um, I mean, you can do it through so many ways, through psychedelics, through communication, through ancestors, through this, through that, through art, but at the end of the day, we all are spiritual beings just having a human experience, so it make me kind of sad that they don't see the point, but... Mm. I would just tell them to sit and listen for a moment um, and just be. And then that within itself is deeply spiritual. So, yeah. So, do I just like sit on my ground and close my eyes and just meditate? Like, what does that look like? Like, I have no experience. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not really religious or maybe I grew up religious and I'm kind of out of it because now I'm an adult. Like, well, where do think I about start? what was your last spiritual experience, religious or not? I don't even know how that would be defined. Like, I don't know how to don't answer the question, it. you know? Don't define it then. So how do I answer the question then? What was your last, like, spiritual experience? Spiritual encounter is something where you felt something mm, that was I see your, what you're saying. Yeah. Like, this thing, like, it just This thing that you can't really like explain, some, but yeah. it feels, yeah. The feeling? Um, probably when I decided to leave my job. There you go. That's spiritual within itself. Yeah. You broke free of a part of the matrix. Congrats. Thank you. We Takes a minute. Rest. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> right. casual conversation. Um, yesterday I was talking with two of the background actors, and like within the first five minutes of conversation, we were talking about like how society is crumbling and how mm. our government is not going to last long. And I was just like, Oh, this is just on everybody's mind at this point. Bro, for real? That's how people are feeling? Yeah. The government's about to die? There's about to be anarchy and all that? Dang. Well, you heard it here first. Everybody. Well, not anarchy, but I think that the our merge. current structure... No, <laughs> I hope not. I haven't seen that movie. 
I just know about it, but I've seen the trailer and that's all I know. I don't think see. it's good. But I heard it was trash. I don't think the premise is good. Like, oh. Because it's basically a commentary about human nature and that our human nature is to be violent and to be off for each other and to be horrible. I don't think that's who we are in our essence. Mm. It's not. You know, since the beginning of time, maybe there's been like a lot of wars and violence and stuff, but who we are in our essence, like we want to help out people. We want to take care of people. We want to care about people. We want mm. to even do it anonymously. Like it feels good to hand out food to a homeless person, keep driving, even though no one saw that you did it, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Do you no. feel like everyone's truly like that deep down? And now we just don't know it? Or do you wanna, feel like that's mostly how you feel? I want to say so, but I also know that not everyone has good intentions. And that's what I'm learning to differentiate from because I would surround myself with a lot of bad people. But I'd be like, oh, look at all their, like, their three good attributes. Don't look at all that. <laughs> look at their three good attributes. They're so great. So. Yes. Yeah, so you were always a more, like, optimistic, positive person? Or do you, what do you say? Balanced? Or? Um... I would say I, I used to be really negative and pessimistic and mm. really... Really? Yeah, yeah. I would not yeah. have expected that. But I was um, around people that I wouldn't really... I don't know. I just wasn't myself for a while. But I'm myself now, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And still growing, I'll add. Because um, you said that three times so far. So, you know. Always. Yeah, that's important, though. Um, so... Creativity conduit. Oh, what piece? Yeah. What piece do you resonate with in this this place? Look all. Well, I have one of them in my home. Oh, which one? This one. I think this is the one right here. You the have photo. that one. Oh. Yeah. I, think I feel I... bad because someone asked for that one and I forgot who it was, but they were like, "Can I get a print?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have that print for them, but I forgot who it is." Can I take it out? Yeah, you can. I want to show. You can take those out. Oh. Listen to my friend's frame. I need to return it. Okay, so this one is the one that I saw. I'm going to hold it up for the camera to see. And it's also in that, I don't know if you can see. In the corner? Yeah, I thought that, that magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a magazine. Mm -hmm. I got oh, it in a magazine. Snap. That's fire. Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew that. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this one, she had an art show and... I saw this and needed it because I had a I had just painted my room green I think and mm. I said well this red would pop off super well I have it framed oh, and damn. yeah that was a picture that I took off like some 2006 camera yeah full yeah. circle this is the one she was talking about earlier the camera the 2006 camera I went Look to at that. um, someone's fire. birthday who I didn't I still don't know that well but they just had a whole bunch of red lights set up yeah. I love it. I just love the energy in it. Like, it just feels very chaotic. It felt very chaotic. It looks chaotic. Like, the it everything. It felt so chaotic in there. So, you did a I'm kind of like, um, I'm learning to be, I don't know, social. I feel like I've become more and more social, but at the same time, like, some people I just don't know how to interact with. Like, yeah. I just feel very socially awkward. Mm -hmm. But I don't, not that I'm uncomfortable with myself. It's just like, what the fuck do I say to these people? Bro, I told, I, I understand that so strongly until I read the How to Win Friends and Influence People book. Like, I realized how much I wanted to talk about myself. And then that book helped me flip that completely on its head and really care about 
what other people like, are passionate about, what they want to say, and all that. Yeah, know? actually listening. Exactly. Exactly. And now, like, or when being I go too into eager a sometimes. Like, I'll be like, oh, I want to be everybody's friend. Like, not everyone's going to like you, bro. <laughs> I, just, I just want everybody to like me. I want yeah. to be everybody's friend. Like, that's no facts. It's not feasible. Facts. I, I would definitely say that, like, in college, I was a people person, but I think I was a people person because I wanted people to be People pleaser or a people person? Exactly. People pleaser. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized. And once I graduated, I came out of that a little bit. And after mm-hmm. I read the book, that helped me really, like, Bro, I love where how he says that no one cares about you. <laughs> like everyone cares about themselves and everyone wants to talk about themselves and cares about their needs. And that's so affirming because it's like, I know I care about my needs. Like at the end of the day, like yeah. I'm gonna look out for myself over anyone, right? That's yeah. just how it is. But no one else really cares, exactly. to be honest. But I think if we all can accept that we all care about ourselves, I think that's so like affirming. Mm-hmm. And once I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Now I'm going to focus on that and everyone else mm. and like really get to know people. And it's gotten so much easier. Like it does. I'll ask you your name and really remember it. Like if I forget, I'll ask you again. i ask you to spell it, all that, whatever I need to remember it. And then when we talk, like I'm really engaged. Um, I love that. You find that like, again, you have a lot more in common than people, with people than you think. Mm. If you really listen, like... If they say Maybe something, you or you learn, yeah. you learn stuff that you didn't even know. people that you, you know? think that you don't even have anything in common with. Yeah. Those are the people that's like, oh shit, we're the same. Exactly. That's because cool. we're all human at the end of the day. And I feel like if we talk long enough and are open enough, then we'll realize that. Um, but you'd be surprised how interesting people are if you give them the space to talk about what they love. And that's interesting to me. Like, maybe everyone doesn't care about getting to know stuff mm-hmm. they don't care about. Like, if you told me you're interested in, like, archery, I'd be like, oh, that's fire. Like, I've never like shot a... Yeah. Like, I've never shot a bow and arrow, but tell me more about it. How'd you get into it? Like, why do you love it? All that stuff. So asking questions like that, like, the conversation became way easier for me when I stopped thinking about, does this person like me? Do they think I'm cool? Whatever. And this was genuinely interested in them. It took me a while to go from, like, thinking about myself in conversation and mm-hmm. genuinely listening yeah. and it took practice and once I realized that it would take practice and I was patient with myself but stayed persistent with it mm-hmm. now it's kind of effortless and it's and not relationships perfect relationships improve like yes. tenfold oh my gosh bro I feel so much closer to so many people in my life because mm-hmm. of it and it's incredible so that's why I tell everyone like if there's one book I could recommend to people to read it's that one mm-hmm. because I feel like that'll just improve your experience with people and with yourself so so much and it's a short and easy read you know mm. so it's nothing like revolutionary it's when you read it it's like common sense like yeah. duh i should remember people's name and i should probably smile when i meet people and mm. like all that and the title even sounds corny it's like i'm not reading a book on how to make friends like that's so lame but it's really profound it's simple and profound mm. so that's helped me a lot and that's why i wanted to start a podcast too, to just practice those things mm. um and it's helped i love a that lot. So, yeah, well, I think that's a great place to wrap up. Yeah. I think we got to know you a little bit better today. I'm learning that 1% is better than no percent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I know you at least 1% better today. And I'm hoping that everyone that was watching was able to learn something from you today, maybe feel inspired and all that. So, um, yeah, thank you for welcoming me into your home. 
into okay. your space. Thank you for coming Thank to Thank you for space. welcoming all of our wonderful uh, friends that are watching into your home as well. Mm. It's beautiful, very relaxing. Very relaxing. So where can it's we find sanctuary. you? Um, find your art, whatever you want to plug. So my Instagram is laycon, L-A-Y dot K-O-N. My website um, should be up, laycon dot world. Um, Twitter, LakeonX. I don't think I have any other form of social media. Facebook, if you can find me, try to. I don't give a fuck. Um, I just use it for like film, basically, film networking and stuff. Um, taking networking out of my vocabulary and connecting. I hate that word. Um, mm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Or find me just roaming around Atlanta. I'm pretty much everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Atlanta's really small when you really get into it. Bro, I went to Tulum and met people from Atlanta that knew the same people. You said you went to where? I went to Tulum. Oh, yeah, you yeah, told like, me. Yeah, like DJs that moved to Tulum. Because yeah. they were like, I was on vacation. I just decided to stay. And they knew the, some of the same people. That's crazy. It's a small world for real. It is. I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. No Negro. Yeah. All right, Khan. Thank you. Yep. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to kick like you out of your space. No, this is terrible. <laughs> Why did she do this? That just ruined the whole... I'm... Leave, bro. Leave just just leave get up. Okay. Just get up Bye. and leave. Let Bye. me talk to them. Right. See you later. All right, y'all. That was episode number two of the Rags to Richness podcast. Thank y'all so much for watching this episode. My whole goal with this podcast is to help you become whole through sharing stories of other creative entrepreneurs around the United States and the world at large. If you want to catch more clips from this episode and other episodes, you can follow me right here on Instagram just to stay up to date on this podcast and all the other creative entrepreneurship stuff that I have going on. Um, yeah, I hope you'll have a beautiful day. I'll see y'all in episode number three. Woke up this morning, I'm feeling blessed. Stepped out the bed, man, I cannot stress. To the class, I got my Sunday best. It's not Sunday, I just like the dress. I think I'm hot, man, I must confess. So I don't care if you are not impressed. Self-driven swag, it's all time to mess. Stop all that hating, you look a mess.